Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Lumia Sports. I'm your host, Demetrius Mason, joined again by one Darnell Jones. What's up, guys? And joined again by Don. Triple D's, what it do? All right, all right, all right. And last night, a very interesting night of basketball. Only three games played, but we did get all-star starters announced. So we're going to go through all that and give you our thoughts. Um, First... And foremost, the Heat beat the Kings 118-110. The Heat have been struggling of late, but they finally got some production from all three of the guys who, you know, are kind of up and down. Duncan Robinson, 7-13 from the field, 5-11 from three. He had 20. Um, Tyler Hero, 27 off the bench with 12-17 shooting. And Kendrick Nunn, 6-14 from the field. And, of course, a Link's going to lead. You know, all-stars with 22. This is what you can see from the team. Both Jimmy and Bam double-digit assists, and it just didn't matter um, what they tried to do. Triple-doubles. What's up? I said triple-doubles, yeah. Yeah, triple-doubles. De'Aaron Fox, 11 points, 10 assists for him. Um, Belicia came back, and he had 25, but again – Hey, man, we noted it early in the season. Glenn Robinson, he's just always a negative out there, minus 17 in the starting lineup, and they just got out slow, and they could never really recover. Um, Darnell, what did you see out of this one? Yeah, this game was pretty simple for the Heat. You know, getting production out of Duncan Robinson, it seemed like this year team just started to figure out you know, kind of how they utilize him. And he managed to get up 11 three-pointers and make five of them, which is great. Gives you 20 points. Tyler Hero off the bench, 27 points. He seems to be thriving in that role as of late. So whenever the Heat can get, you know, balanced scoring out of their starters and some production off the bench, they're a decent team. And for Sacramento, they just couldn't overcome – the scoring from Miami because they couldn't get production out of two of their best players and De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Hill. They combined for 16 points, and that's just not enough to get it done. Mm-hmm. Tom, what did you see in this one? I mean, we know who the team normally comes down to for Sacramento. comes down to the rookie wonder, and, you know, he's still a rookie, so – you know, and he's definitely been one of the best, probably the second or probably the second best rookie so far this season. But, you know, he had an off night tonight. He shot three for six, two for five from three. But if he only going to give you eight points and only four assists, then it really is going to rely on the other bench players. And Corey Joseph and Daquan Jeffries, they did try. They did put in an effort. But one thing about the Kings is that, in order for them to win any games, they need their full arsenal of, 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 of players because, like, at least, they at least need their whole starting lineup there. And for them to be missing Harrison Barnes, who's been having a good season, and missing Rashawn Holmes, who, who you know, takes some of the pressure away from, from Bagley out there as a, as a secondary big, you know. Sacramento's just not going to win many games without them. And I don't know if Jimmy's on all the best players, but it does look like every time, like, at least the best player on every team struggles against against the Heat recently. Like, De'Aaron didn't have a good game. Steph didn't really have a good game. You know, we saw when Bradley Beal had nothing. 
So, you know, I don't know if Jimmy's like locking all these people down, but they definitely haven't been scoring the same way that they've been scoring all season when they play Miami. This specifically the best player. So, you know, um, yeah, that's really what it came down to, you know. And then the Heat had all solid production from everybody. You know, Kelly had 22, Duncan had 20, Tyler had 27. So, Bam and Jimmy just got to chill and really facilitate, which is which is really their roles, as, as we've noted before. They just had to facilitate and, you know, get some rebounds for the most part and take efficient shots. All right, and moving on to the next game, the Nets end up beating Lakers 109-98. In this one, James Harden, 23 points, 11 assists. Kyrie Irving at 16 points on 7-17 shooting as well. Um, Other than plus 11, uh, Kyrie actually a plus 12. And Joe Harris really just went crazy. Six of seven from deep. He had 21 off the bench. TLC has been struggling shooting the ball. He Five from eight from downtown. Um, no Kevin Durant, no problem for them. As LeBron went out there, 30, 32 points, seven assists, eight rebounds. Um, but no one else really gave him much. Kuzma tried with 16, but again, no AD, and they just couldn't replace that production. Um, Dom, what did you see out of this one? Man, it was just, I mean, even though even though the, the, the Nets were missing Durant, like the bench is starting to get used to what's going on and everything, so you know they 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 are who they are. But you know, you at least at all times, you know, even if Durant's not there, they have Kyrie and Harden and Joe Harris out there. And we just saw the team beat Phoenix with only Harden. So you know, get Harden and Kyrie out there. That's that's enough to take care of the Lakers without anybody else out there either. Because after LeBron, after like, and Kuzma, Kuzma's a decent scorer, but you know, they're going to be missing Schroeder and his offense when, when Schroeder's on. And then obviously them missing AD for AD to, you know, get to the foul line 30 times, you know, they're going to be missing that as well, because that really is a big part of their offense. Like we were playing, like we were playing a game, right. And it's like, LeBron really does. LeBron really is the only like real scorer, the only real consistent scorer on the team. Like, you know, Schroeder can score, but he's so on and off, but it really does all come to LeBron. And like, but at least if AD's out there, he can just finesse his way to the, to the free throw line. Yeah, exactly. Darnell, what'd you see out of this one? Yeah, for, for the Lakers especially, um, I think it's tough anytime you don't have LeBron's full array of weapons because you get into situations where you're relying on players that you're normally not relying on, like Taylor Horton Tucker and Alex Caruso are thrust into playing more minutes than usual. A guy like Montrez Harrell, he played – I don't know why he only played 15 minutes. Did he get hurt? I'm not sure. Uh, but he was a he was a minus nineteen. Out a there, minus so. nineteen, yeah. But without AD and without you know having Schroeder out there, they don't have enough offense to keep up with a team like Brooklyn that's going to make eighteen threes. You yeah. know, Joe Harris. Joe Harris got off six or seven, five from TLC. 
Landry Shamit hit too. So whenever yeah. Brooke Dunn can, you know, kind of get things going offensively, obviously we know they're one of the best offensive teams that we've ever seen. They're going to be tough to stop. And the Lakers, they're a defensive team, but it's not. They, they limited Brooklyn to under their average, but anytime you, you can only put up 98 points, this isn't the 1990s. Like, you're not going to win basketball games like that. Yeah. Nope, not at all. And like you were saying, um, Montrezl Harrell, minus 19 to 15 minutes. They were just throwing alley-oops right to DeAndre Jordan over his head. And Caruso, um, they were trying to kind of just say, hey, man, Caruso, I guess, is our second best player out here without LeBron. And he just couldn't carry that load. He's on minus 20 and 26 minutes, something you normally don't see from Caruso. Normally, he's playing with LeBron. He's giving him kind of a breather. But having him play out there without him, you can just see, you know, obviously limitations. He's just not a scorer. And they were just making him shoot the ball, something he didn't really want to do. Um, so moving on, the Raptors beat the Bucks 110-96. For the Raptors, OG has been back now for two games. You can just see the difference. But this game, there was no Kyle Lowry, no problem. Pascal Siakam, 27 points to help lead the way. Five assists, six rebounds for him. Norman Powell, 29 points, 9 for 12 shooting. And again, we've tried to say him in the starting lineup has been huge. And Aaron Baines, highest plus minus on the team, plus 19 in 15 minutes off the bench. Um, for the Bucks, Giannis is eight for 20. They just had OG on him, and they were just not letting him get to the rim. They built a wall. They decided that they just were not going to let that happen today. 23 points, eight assists, 12 rebounds. But again, as we've noted, five turnovers, six fouls. Middleton as well, six turnovers on five of 13 shooting. 13 points for him, he was a minus 16. They put the Nets out there, and literally that was the only point this game looked like it was in danger on the third, fourth quarter. Um, he was a plus six out there, two of six, but he just gave them an extra boost of energy. But other than that, I mean, as you can see, Bob Portis struggled. He did Augustine minus 16, Portis minus 18. You know, we expect that from Augustine, but not really from Portis. Um, Darnell, what'd you see out of this one? I saw panic time in Milwaukee. I saw a team that seemed like they can't really compete against the upper echelon teams in the NBA. They fare fine against the bottom dwellers, the teams that obviously don't have anyone that can score offensively or defensively, have anyone that can they can throw at Giannis. But Toronto has OG. They have, you know, Siakam at the rim. They have Bembry, who has some decent size. And just Toronto's just length overall just bothered, bothered Milwaukee. Milwaukee forced, forced Milwaukee into missing most of their threes. They went 10 of 34. That's only 29%, which isn't great. Giannis took four attempts. So anytime you can get Giannis to take three-point attempts, you feel like that's a win. So you got to get more out of Chris Middleton, obviously. And off the bench, they got to get something out of Pat Connaughton or Bobby Portis. Those are the two guys that usually bring them the most off the bench. And we, we, we've been recognizing DJ Augustine as a minus player for them for a long time. And he was 3-9 from the field with nine points, but that minus 16 is rough. And 
overall, I just think Toronto's finally figuring it out, even without Kyle Lowry, because they have Anobi back. They have Boucher coming off the bench in his role, playing good minutes. So I think everybody pretty much played well for Toronto, and Milwaukee is continuing to struggle because they just can't seem to figure out how to combat what Miami showed in the bubble. Uh, Dom, what were your thoughts? Um, well, it's not even what Miami showed. It's what Toronto showed <laughs> the year before. Yeah. So, um, let me see. So, yeah, I think – so what really what comes down to is Toronto just played amazing – just played amazing defense. I saw the last stat line. I saw that it was – I saw that – um. You know, Brooke had 10, Middleton had 11, and, like, you know, they weren't really scoring. I was like, I was like, I'm not banking on Middleton to only score 11 again. Like, I picked I picked the Bucks to win this game. I thought Middleton and Lopez were going to have a better game. They had the exact same stats. So, it's like Toronto really was just locking them down, and I think that's what it came down to. They, they, they play real switch heavy. Everybody's, like, capable. Everybody in the uh, starting lineup, is like capable enough of switching, and that's why that's why Baines coming off the bench makes them so much more effective. That's why Siakam's better as like the small ball five, because for one, he's faster than he's faster than Brooke, so you already don't, so he's so he can just get down the floor faster. But it makes everybody be able to switch better when um when 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 Baines isn't out there, even though Baines was the highest plus minus. But they probably had him in when like other people were out on Milwaukee, so that way he could just focus on Giannis. But you know, and then they had good offensive production from Norm, as Norm's proven time and time again. He's arguably the most important player on the team, especially when he's thrusting into the starting lineup. It always it always works. Every time he's a starter, it always works. You know, so. That's that's basically my outlook on the game. Toronto's a team on the rise, and Milwaukee's a team on the decline right now. So, you know. I've been Milwaukee. hoping that – go ahead, Demetrius. No, go ahead. I said I've been hoping that we can somehow swindle Norman Powell for DeAndre – for Andre Drummond, but the way what Norman the Powell's fuck? been playing lately, it's no way in hell they're giving up Norman Powell. Nah. Um, Light can get Lowry. That's the best y'all get. The best y'all could get is Lowry. I would take Lowry though. I mean, that'd be a that's I mean, yeah, that still be a good trade for y'all. Just because the Raptors don't even need Drummond. I don't know why they want him. I just want him to go to Boston so he can do nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be mad if he went to Boston because I don't think Boston going anywhere. Exactly. So, I would be cool with Boston being under more drummer for Kemba. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they said his value around the league was like a second round pick. I was like, damn, that's what yeah, he that's, that's what he got traded for the first time. Actually, it was two expiring deals. Yeah, two expiring deals in like a second. Yeah, that's a terrible trade for, for Detroit. 
Hey man, is is he is he much better? Did John Henson and Brandon Knight? I would say yes, but uh, yeah. If you don't want to pay him, then I get it. It, it looks, hey man, he he he's supposed to be better than that. What impact has he had? It's like not. Nah, he's been the reason they won a couple games, so I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. He did have only 30 in this year. Andre Drummond hatred. All right. Um, about this game, though, uh, for me, two things are clear. The uh, Raptors probably already told him this, and this is probably why he wants to trade. But Kyle Lowry would just work so much better off the bench, make the team complete. It would make all the sense in the world. Um, he would be able to just give them offense. And one one problem I did see with the Raptors was they kind of sort of got into the position where late in the game their offense was stalled. So Larry would still be their crunch time scorer. He would just, just come off the bench because their defense is just so good, um, you know, right now. And I think he's been kind of the issue. He's just a little little older, and they just switch everything. When, you have, when there's only one six-foot guy out there and you can switch everything, it's a little different than when you have two. Then you have kind of different mismatches, yeah, all over the court. So, for me, that's yeah, what the, we've seen. That's always been the problem. Yeah. Yep. Um, what we've seen from them is like, yeah, their defense without Kyle Lowry in there just is a lot better, as is their offense. Um, especially when they have because OG and Norm are the two best players on the team. Um, and Siakam really, he's 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 it flows easier and he doesn't do as much dumb. shit when Lowry isn't in there. I don't know why, but that's just what he does. It's weird. Um, they only had nine turnovers as a team, which is incredible. Uh, and for the Bucks, man, I mean, they're, they're basing their whole franchise on Drew Holiday. We all know that's not going to work. So I guess it's not even a question. It's just more like, damn, Giannis, like you really signed that deal. And then not, and you, you capped out at a conference finals appearance. They're not going any farther than that. I don't care. Can you imagine, like, what we would be saying right now if Giannis never signed that extension and they were losing five straight right now with the deadline, like, a month away? It would have been fun, but instead he had to be boring. Now look at it. Now it's boring. We're just talking about how bad they're going to be for the next five years. Unless, unless, um, Unless they get a new coach. It's obvious. It's been obvious. I've been saying it literally all year. They do the same shit. They, for some reason, just make him be the point guard. You can even, man, like I said, man, we've played 2K. He never brings the ball up for either one of us because it's just dumb. Why would you have him do that? His job is to be the best finisher or at least like a top three finisher in the league. So let someone else bring the ball to the court. They're, they're, they're like trying to make him – you know what it's like? It's almost like how the Ravens try to make Lamar throw the ball. It's not almost like that. It's exactly like that. Like they're trying to practice so he gets there. And I get it because they want him to elevate to be like a normal, but this is not going to happen. So what you need to do is for the Ravens surround him with some better receivers. And for the Bucks, hey amen, like the 10th time, they have Drew Holiday, but he's not a true. They keep trying. They keep trying to surround him with somebody that they keep trying to surround him with facilitators and shooters. Yeah, but they're dumb, so they're not doing it with the right people. <laughs> Drew Holiday is not a facilitator. Yeah. Never, he's not. 
They saw um, he averaged not... eight assists last year. <laughs> they were like okay. that. He's a combo guard at best. Dude, I used to watch. He's not. He's not. No. They needed to just go out, swallow the bullet, and just get Chris Paul and just see. That would have been the best chance. Because then Middleton would have been able to do what he does. And Giannis would have been off the ball where he needs to be. And it also would have cost less than three fucking firsts. Probably could have kept George Hill and the rest of the team together. To be honest. That's a good point. I think uh, bringing in somebody like that, you like Chris Paul, it gives you a secondary closer too. So you don't have to have Giannis trying to close games. And we know he can't really create for himself like that. Well, Phoenix a gave up. closer for Middleton because Middleton's the closer. I don't, I don't want to say that Chris Paul would be the primary closer because he, I don't think he would – he's a point guard and he wouldn't play that role. He would probably try to get Middleton to be that guy. So It'll that's why Middleton. I said right, secondary. But look, for Middleton this but look at what Fe- – but look at what Phoenix gave OKC though. They gave him. They gave um um Ricky Rubio, Kelly Oubre, and first. So what would Milwaukee have given that was better than that? But this is before this is before Oubre was asked. Don't forget, this is when he was still a, a really good you know backup backup power forward. So what would you give up if you're Milwaukee? That could be better than that. They gave up two players and a first. And Rubio was a lot better on Phoenix as well. Who else did Milwaukee trade, though? Trade George Hill, three first, something else. Bledsoe, George Hill, three first. Sheesh. Like, they're not better than what Ubre and Rubio were last year. Rubio, okay. Bledsoe's better than Rubio, but whatever. Um... You know. right over there? I'm thinking. <laughs> I was thinking DiVincenzo, but they can't really trade him. But they don't pull, They don't use him right anyway, so it doesn't matter. Nothing they do matters because the coach is an idiot there. That's the whole problem. But, hey, man, yeah, any, anything, anything they could have done would have been better than playing DJ Augustine. That's all I have to say about all this. <laughs> And saying it from the jump, he's the whole issue. They really got rid of the best bench point guard in the league for the worst one. And so now, now they won't even have the regular season record. They'll probably they'll probably win a win a series because they're gonna end up playing like the Pacers or the Celtics. They better beat the Celtics. But I don't know if they I don't know if they will. I really don't. I know. That's rough. And the Celtics, the one team that really can't beat them, though. Yeah, but they never played them in the playoffs. Those whistles. They did. Easy. You they did, know. and then they swept. They swept them. Whatever. That was years ago. That was Kyrie. They don't like. They don't fuck with him like they fuck with the other guys. He's not a true Celtic. Got Kemba's a true Celtic. Kyrie was also fucking everything up, like worse than Kemba, like really badly, almost on purpose. But it was on purpose, definitely. Absolutely on purpose. So that they got swept. Anywho, man, I, I think they could I think they should beat the Celtics. I don't know if they would. 
Anyway, moving on to the All-Star Game starters. For the Western Conference, we have Luka Doncic, Stephen Curry, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, and Kawhi Leonard. And for the East, we have Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid. Uh, Dom, what were your thoughts on the starters? Anyone they missed, or you think they got it all right? Yeah, I thought it was fine. I had no issues with it. I re- you already know. You already know who everybody's about to be mad was left off, though. You already know exactly who everybody's about to be complaining was left off <laughs> of the All-Star team, though. He got snubbed again. He's been getting snubbed all his career. I don't know who you're talking about. Though. Man, I'm used to the hate, man. I'm used to it. But you know what? <laughs> You already know that's gonna happen. So, but I see no issues with it. I think Luca could have been over in over Lillard. I have no problem. You could have really. You could have picked either one. I, I see no issue with it. And then the forwards, yeah, they all make sense. And then um, for the East, hey man, we did it. We got them there. So you know what? Whatever else happens, I'm happy. He's there. He's a starter. He deserves to be. Good job, Bradley. I mean, it's fine going make an all-NBA team. Uh, Darnell, what were your thoughts? I have a few issues with the Western Conference, mainly with Luka starting in a backcourt over Dame. I think Dame should have probably got that nod. I think they were tied overall in the, in the voting, and it came down to – a fan vote tiebreaker or something. And they gave the nod to Luca. I think Luca should have been coming off the bench only because New Orleans or because Dallas started off so struggles. They struggled so much to start out. And I don't think he's been playing as great as he was last year. But lately he's been picking it up. So maybe that has something to do with it. I think it's tough to put Kawhi Leonard as a starter for me because he's missed so much time. But you can't put Anthony Davis as a starter either because he's missed just as much time. So I think between those two, I know, but you figure when they name the starters and then they'll just sub them out after they name them as a starter. So I think Anthony Davis probably could have got consideration over Kawhi Leonard. But no, no big quibble there. Mainly with Steph, or mainly with Damian Lillard being left off. And for the East, I mean, you can make the argument that Brooklyn should have had three starters. I think it's tough that Kyrie made it over James Harden. I think James Harden's probably playing a little bit better this year. But he was dogging it at the beginning of the year. Nobody can disagree with that. So I think Bradley Bill's somewhat deserving, but his team is so bad that I kind of am not upset if he would have came off the bench. So I'm glad he finally he's finally getting his all-star recognition. I don't I think this is his first or second time. This is third. Third time? Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's third time. He's starting to finally become like a perennial guy. I think he's at that level. So no, yeah. no, definitely no uh problems with the front court needs. Um for me personally, I think Dame should have been over Luca. Just, just 
They're both dealing with injuries, but Dame's team keeps winning, and Lucas was losing early without Porzingis. I mean, Dame is missing his second and his third best player. Like, there's no Nurkic and there's no CJ. Like, damn, he really is missing everybody, and we're still winning. Um, and it's all because of him, whether he shoots efficiently or not. I don't know how, but they keep winning. Um, and, yeah, for the East, I, w- I would say James Harden being over Kyrie because, yeah, he dogged early in the year, but Kyrie did just disappear. We can't just forget that the man yeah, just said, yeah, I'm out. Deuces not showing up. Like, Harden at least Harden at least got the team. COVID did not show up. He didn't just disappear. I, I mean, Kyrie was at least in the conference the whole time. Harden was just in the West and then just slid right over. I mean, you know. But he's played every game, I think. Every game with them. He missed a couple, but yeah, for the most part. He he played most of them. Pretty sure. I think he missed like one or two, but he's been most of there. That was my personal opinion. No, it's all good. Um, I think that I think that Hell, if health didn't impact it, I don't know if he would have been named a starter. But the way Christian Wood was playing, he looked like he was going with the stats because he was averaging like twenty five and thirteen. And if Houston was still rolling, I think he could have made a case for an All Star starter. But similar to AD, you know, injuries prevented that from happening. Mm-hmm. All right. Um... All right, and Darnell, real quick, who is your player of the night, game of the night, coach of the day, dickhead of the day? All right, so my player of the night, I'm going to go with Norman Powell with 29 points, 9 of 12 from the field, four rebounds, three assists, two steals for Toronto, beating Milwaukee, 110-96. My game of the night, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Brooklyn and Los Angeles because it had the most star power and all the, none of the games were really that close. So I'm going to go Brooklyn and the Lakers. For my coach of the night, I'm going to go with Nick Nurse for defeating Bud again and proving that the Milwaukee Bucks are not on the level of the Raptors right now. And for my dickhead of the day, it's got to go to Mike Budenholzer. The Milwaukee Bucks have lost, I think this is five straight now. They can't seem to figure out how to beat anyone. They were the number one seed in the West and the East last year. They're third right now in the East. They'll probably finish somewhere around there, if not lower. And I think they need moves to make. They need the coach to get everybody on the right track, and he's just not doing that right now. So, for my dickhead of the day, I got to give it to Bud. Dom? My player of the night <clears throat> is Thanasis and Tetacumpo. He's trying his hardest to give them to, to, to win the game in his seven minutes out there. But everybody else was awful. So, you know what, Thanasis? we give you the recognition you deserve. Um... My my game of the night is going to go to Miami and Sacramento just because it was the closest one of all of them. And that was probably the one that 
seemed the most like it could be a game. Um, coach of the night also goes to Nick Nurse, you know, just figuring, just, you know, they, they were struggling at first and they're figuring it out. So, you know, Toronto's definitely been playing a lot better, getting real good production from, you know, Norm, Siakam, and, you know, everybody else. So good job for Toronto and Nick Nurse. And then, yeah, dickhead of the day. I wouldn't give it to Budenholzer himself. I would give it to the GM. I don't know who the GM is, but I'm going to give it to him because he's the reason that this is happening because he signed for an injury prone. He traded three picks, two players for an injury prone, prone player. He not there. And even when he was there, they still suck because they don't have a backup point guard. So to the Knicks, I mean, to the uh, Bucks GM, it goes. <clears throat> My game of the night would be Raptors Bucks. This is the one that actually I was most intrigued watching. Um, just because the Raptors actually played the best of any team last night. Um, my player of the night would also be Norman Powell. I mean, you know, him. I see, no, no, My player of the night's actually OG Ananobi. I don't care about the stats. Dude really came back and fixed the whole team like he always does. For some reason, he really is the glue that holds them together. Was that during the playoffs? Is it again? So I'm going to give it to OG Ananobi. Um, coach of the night. Oh, Nick Nurse as well. I mean, if he can somehow convince Kyle Lowry to come off the bench, they're really about to just take over the Bucks and be at least a three seed. Um, so great job from him fighting back, fighting through a terrible start to get to this point where they're now 14-15, I believe. Fifth or fourth in the East. And yeah. my dickhead of the day. Six, but yeah. Six, well, whatever. They're all like the same. My dickhead of the day is easily and obviously – Mike Budenhoser, because if you're going to say your player of the day is Thanasis, how is he only playing eight minutes? I saw it too. He was right there, <laughs> only playing eight minutes. That dickhead right there. He really came in the game and terrified me. You know, I picked the Raptors to win. I was like, oh my, they can actually do this. And then they put him right back on the bench. And it was just all good from there. Um, I was watching the TNT halftime show and you know how they normally are like man this player needs to go to the paint you know this guy got to play better they got to be more aggressive they were just looking at Giannis like damn man we just feel bad for him it was like Shaq and Charles were like we can't even we can't even say anything I think he they showed a layup he hit it was it was actually crazy and it was like Chuck was like man greatness is the only way is the only reason that layup went in because there were three dudes right there I often call him yawn but that's because I'm picturing in my head how he's playing, but watching him these last couple of games, so I've not watched him play the Raptors twice. They, they, and then early in the season, they never ever just put him as the roller in a pick and roll, and he would be dominant at it. There would be nothing you can do to stop it. Even a couple of days ago, when Simmons was the center, the Sixers were like, "All right, cool, we'll just put you in a bunch of pick and rolls. We'll just let Seth just." Pick roll, pick roll. Because what are you gonna do? Why have they never? Why have they never tried the Giannis as center thing? It's just right there in their face. Because he's a dickhead. He's an idiot. I don't know. Ask him. Beats the <laughs> hell out of him. You, you got a seven footer right there, and you refuse to even try him as center. Like, bro, take Brooke off the court. Take Bobby off the court for a little bit. Just see how it works. No. 
No. If he he's going to be rebounder so anyway. For some reason, for reasons that remain unclear. And it's crazy because he's a good passer, but damn, he's not a spectacular dribbler. You can't just have him do everything, no matter who it is. Yeah. I mean, it took LeBron eight years to do everything, like, to do everything out there, mainly because he couldn't shoot. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, he still did it and was, you know, did it to a high level. But damn, I mean, damn. You want the dude to do, like, every part of the offense without any help? You know. I mean, Middleton, and, and they give it to Middleton, and Middleton just not a ball as well. It's partially the GM's fault. But, I mean, you know, yeah, they don't have a point guard. Drew ain't there. And Drew isn't a facilitator either. So now they have to make it Giannis, even more so than it was before. And then Drew injury prone. Yeah. And then Drew injury prone as is. Yeah, who knows if he'll actually be there. Yeah, he is. Who knows? They traded two players and all their picks <laughs> were an injury prone player. An injury prone 30-year-old. It's like... Either either way you slice it, whether it's Bud, whether it's the GM, you said what? This is the stuff the Nassis and getting over with. I don't know if they should start him, but he definitely deserves more than ten minutes off the bench. Well, seven minutes off the bench. He he should he should they should at least put him in for like twenty and just see. Bro, when I tell you. He's the best defender on the team, and it's not even close. It's not even close. I watched him go out there. No no one can get by this dude. It's not Giannis. People can get by Giannis. I don't know. Maybe because he's shorter. He's just, I don't know, quicker. But, like, nobody could get by him. I was like, what the hell? Fred tried to go by. You saw how Fred went right by Giannis. He tried to go by the Nassim. He just had to flop for a foul. He was like, damn. Like he tried it for a whole ten seconds. And the Nassus was just right there. Wow. <laughs> so they might as well Real. Like again, I don't know if they should start him, but 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 twenty minutes they they should put. Either way, he got to play more. He got to play. He can't just not play. Start him and do what you've done, which they should always have done. Just put Dante on the fucking bench. So that someone on the bench can score. Doesn't make sense. What 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 uh what the NASA's playing does though, what the NASA's playing does is it takes away DJ Augustine's minutes. Because that's who you really that's that's the whole point. The yep. whole point is to make sure DJ Augustine and Tori Craig play as least as possible. So just just replace DJ Augustine's minutes and give them to the NASA's. If DJ Augustine out there for seven minutes. Then you feel me. I mean, he he he's capable of it. He's capable of being a minus twenty in seven minutes. But we've seen it. You know, the Nassis, the Nassis being out there replacing his, you know, minutes that'll help the team out a lot more. Because, like we said, he can at least play defense a little bit. He's he's at least athletic enough. He be bro, like he was two for six, but he was just trying to do the Giannis shit out there. He's just not Giannis. But he was. He was the next best thing, for real. He's their best defender. Trust me, he is. I can tell. Maybe Drew's better. Drew wasn't out there. He, he, he was the best one. 
Here's what they should do. Start the, start the NASA's, do what they should have been doing, put Dante on the bench, and just don't play Augustine. Because Connaughton's fine. Dante and Connaughton were just fine. Doing all last year. Just fuck it. Dante's not the best point guard, but damn it, he better than DJ in every way. (laughs) Then his 15 shots will be be more in the flow. Middleton will even be able to shoot more. Uh, But, man, you know what, man? Boonholzer somehow got this job, and I don't have it. So, you know what? Let him do whatever he wants. Hey man, I just think I just think they gotta commit to one of Forbes or Augustine, whichever one. I don't care, but Forbes, if if it's gonna be care. Forbes, if it's gonna Forbes be, I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying if it's gonna be Forbes, then don't play Augustine at all. Like zero, zero minutes. Don't have both of them. Don't have both of them there. You just gotta commit to one and don't play the other. Hey man, um, <clears throat> I'm laughing because. I see tonight, hey man, it's a nice schedule. ESPN gets the docket. And instead of going Hawk Celtics again for like the second straight time they've seen it, they went Bull Sixers. They went Chicago and Philly. They went Chicago and Philly? Yes. The two <laughs> they went Chicago <laughs> and Philly. Two of the biggest markets in the NBA. You know how they do. No. no ESPN loves Celtics. It's right there. Bro, bro, you know what's even worse? This is like the one chance where they really could have just put Zion right there. Zion versus Devin Booker is right there. They yeah. could have just went ahead and did that. It's, already it's, it's staring them in the face. Huh? I think, it's already, I think they already did that this season, though, I believe. Oh, Phoenix versus New Orleans? I'm, like, pretty sure. Oh, uh, well, if they did it, they, yeah, uh, Atlanta boss, it would have been the move. And, but, hey, man, at 10, they at least got this one right. Jazz, Clippers. Not sure if I'm going to watch it, but. What? We don't know. The problem is the, the, the best players are going to play. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Paul George. Paul George missed seven straight games now. It's been seven straight. Man, I need Paul George. I don't know if he had a definite time. Damn, his his MVP candidacy is just his MVP's candidacy is just flying down. Yeah, it's over with for that. MVP G, those days are over. Now it's now it's MV Tobias Harris. <laughs> That's who they replaced him with. <laughs> Yo, that's gotta be Tobias one of the worst. Harris is not the MVP candidate. Did you see yesterday how Shaq didn't know Pascal Siakam's first name? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Ernie. Ernie. <laughs> Ernie passed it over to him. And he's like, Shaq is going to talk about Pascal. Shaq is like, who? I'm talking about Siakam. I was like, no, he said, he said, Pascal Siakam. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I'm going to pass it over to Shaq talking about Pascal Siakam. Shaq's like, no, I'm talking about Siakam. He's like, yeah, Pascal. 
He's like, oh, well, I never knew his first name. But... I never knew his first name. <laughs> These guys aren't good enough for me to know. Shaq just straight names. don't give a fuck. Shaq just straight don't give a fuck about any of these niggas. <laughs> that man got a ring too, so we can't even use that he don't have a ring excuse. That oh, yeah. man has a whole title. And he made all-star games. Like He said, if you're not a final. Yeah, he was a starter last year. He said, if you're not an MVP and champion, you ain't on the radar. Nope. You're a lame nigga. You ain't making no noise. Shaq really disrespects that, man. That was crazy. Thanks, Darn. I forgot that happened. <laughs> that was hilarious. Highlight of it all. All right, man. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate the continued support. Um, so for Darnell Jones and Dom, this was Demetrius, and hope you guys have a good one. Thanks, Tom.